Hey there, I'm Chase Ryan, and this is Gear For You. In this podcast, I get to have conversations with my friends about their lives, the industries they work in, the things they make, and the gear they use to make it. Today, I got to talk with one of my best friends in the world, Johnny Franco. Johnny is a crazy talented drummer and runs a modern-day creative company. We've done a million and a half sessions and a considerable amount of life together. He works with brands like Gretsch, Peisty, Evans, JH Audio, Groove Gear, and worked with artists like Kid Cudi, Kanye West, Leona Lewis, American Authors, and many more. He is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet and is super knowledgeable about all things drums. So without any further ado, here is Johnny Franco. Hey, Johnny, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, Thanks for having me, Chase. Dude, I'm just so excited for this episode right now. First off, just introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what you do. And I'm going to hit you with a hardball gear question off the bat. Great. Well, what's up, everybody? My name is Johnny Franco. I'm based out of Los Angeles, California, and I play drums. been playing drums for about 15, 16 years now. And, you know, and I also own a, a modern day creative company called Illustrious Minds. Yeah, I like that description of it. That's that's right. I always thought about it as a production company. Yeah. But you guys do a lot of different creative things. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's not just like a production company. It is like, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool way to say that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, so I'm going to hit you with this hardball gear uh, question. Here we go. Okay. All right, come on. You ready? Don't feel bad. I don't, don't, I don't I, think I'm ever ready. Dude, you, you, you're one of the smartest guys I know. I know that you're going to get close to this one. I don't know if you're going to hit it, but uh, you'll get close, okay? Are you uh, nervous right now? I'm a little nervous. You're a little nervous if you get this? Yeah. I think you got this. I don't know what you're about to ask me. Okay, I know, I know. That's the point <laughs> of this. That's the point of this. All right. Is it possible for a human being to eat two Big Macs and 20-piece chicken nuggets in one sitting? Oh, for sure. <laughs> While watching Die Hard. <laughs> While watching Die Hard. Yes. While watching every single Die Hard. Yeah, the trilogy. Yeah. yeah I think it was three it. or four. I don't even remember now. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. I've witnessed possible. it yep. with my very own eyes. Yes, you have. Yes, yes you have. It I've was, lived uh, it. It was beautiful. Guys, I don't advise you to try this at home. Please don't do this at home. We're no. experts at what we do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least get parental supervision if you're going to do this. Bonus question. Is it possible to beat Halo 3 campaign in one sitting? Oh, bro. Four hours. Four hours. We broke the... I mean, that's probably not the record. No, I'm, I'm guessing sure this, those speedrunners going to... For us, that was that was hardcore. We, dude, we, uh, okay, that was a crazy... For me, that was like an achievement that in my was life. A, dude, we did not stop. We were on, in a, on a roll, you to know? To this day, I'm still proud of that. Yeah, I still same. share that story. Yeah, that's on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> That's heck of good, dude. I just dude, remember waking up. I don't even think we brushed our teeth. I'm gonna no, be honest. We didn't. We, <laughs> we just, just went turned on in. the Xbox and just till we was done. Till we was done. It was so good. We deserved it. We did so many sessions that week. We were just yeah, like that's ripping true. through them. So I, think I was I'm just glad sleeping we did in the studio with you. Dude. You were. Yeah, we were just. But we got a lot knocked out. So yes, sir. it was definitely worth it. And that, like, I felt. I feel like a lot of people neglect that. You know, like you need to have that time to kind of just reset, and then you can get back into it. But like, oh, yeah. if you overdo it, like, y- y- the product suffers. Oh, know? I agree. I agree. Yeah. There's no better way than killing aliens. And then killing those aliens. Those covenant. <laughs> Yeah, coming at it exactly <laughs> first off i want to talk about how you got into drums and music in general so tell us a little bit about how it got started for you all right cool well 
Man, I I grown up in the church my entire life, you know, and obviously in the church, like music is like an important part of it, I guess. Yeah. You know, and so when I was like around 14, 15, one of my, my closest friends, my best friends, you know, he was already doing music since he was like a child. And um, and I was, God knows what I was doing. I think I was just skating and up to no good at the time, <laughs> you know. But then I remember um, just one day they had the, they used to have these things called kid services and where like young kids would play. And I saw this kid younger than me playing drums and he was just ripping. Yeah. He was ripping. And I was like, man, that's sick. Like, I think I can do that. And so, I don't know. I just kind of like started like researching as much as I could. Back then, we didn't really have like Google or yeah, or yeah. YouTube. Maybe there was Yahoo. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> AOL online or something. Yeah, you know. But um, so I would just like I started showing up to the rehearsals of of the church and just because that's the only place I knew there was actual live music and I can see an, a drummer play in front of me. And um, I don't know. That sparked an interest. And so my senior year in high school. You know, I joined the marching band and, and jazz band just to kind of learn, not knowing what I was getting myself into. And I was so determined to learn how to play that I took it so serious that that, that year I was I would just go home and practice. Mm. You know, I would yeah. practice and, and try to, like, catch up to those who have already been doing it. And after high school, I just figured, OK, well, this is over. I played in a couple of bands. I played in a in this punk band called The Transits back in the day. <laughs> and we never performed anywhere. We just rehearsed in the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I started playing in these, like, harder rock bands, like, similar to Corn Sound. And I started a progressive rock band back then because at the time I got really influenced by Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater. Yeah, yeah. And so that that's one of, like, my main influences or was one of my main influences when I started. And, and so I was just doing everything I can to, I guess, catch up because I felt like, man, I started 15, 16 like I'm kind of late in the game. Mm-hmm. Like you hear stories of people who who have started when they were like three, four, or like people are like, "Oh yeah, I came out playing out of my mom's womb." You yeah, know? yeah, like, something ridiculous <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, "Oh man!" So I, I so I kind of just dove into it, and 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 um, it was a hobby at first. Yeah. And when high school was over, I figured, well, I guess this is it, it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm done with playing drums. There's nowhere to play. At the time, I wasn't really playing at church either, and so I was like, mm, "That was cool while it lasted." Went to college for a little bit, and I saw that the the college that I was at had a, a full jazz program, and so I was like, "Well, I think it'd be cool to just continue yeah. learning." So I signed up for like this, like like um, Latin percussion techniques class, and this is just regular like jazz drum set class. Mm-hmm. And I I started learning so quickly and so much that it just kind of like drew my attention and and I yeah, kind of gave myself it. to it. Yeah. And I realized, okay, this is something I can do and you know, and I forgot about GEs and all these things and I was just taking a bunch of just drum classes <laughs> and music classes, you know, and it was so serious that like when when I was in college, like people would want to hang out and I was just like, I can't, man. I got to yeah. practice. I can't. <laughs> you know, you need to eat. No, I'm nah. not going to eat. I need to be in the practice rooms, you know, before somebody else takes it. <laughs> so it was just kind of like that was kind of the journey and I and then there came a point where the school started like hiring students to play like little events and they would pay yeah. us like 50 bucks, whatever, here and there. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the first times I got paid to play and it, and it was a good feeling. Yeah, that's a that's a like a big, you know, spark when that happens. Yeah. You're like, oh, wait, can I do can I do this? Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. That's exactly what happened. I was like, whoa, like 
somebody's actually paying me for my gas to yeah <laughs> to do this man what if i build value and and maybe make it into a career and yeah. that's kind of what started my journey and like trying to see what it was like to to be like a, a full-time musician mm-hmm. like being able to live out of music and and i don't know it it is definitely been a journey man yeah but that's really what started it yeah, I mean, and, you know, you mentioned that, like, you had a friend who was playing and was ripping, and you kind of got into it, like, at the beginning. I-, I feel like you came up with a bunch of really great musicians that we both know. Um, did that help in your, like, development? Did that, like, kind of encourage you seeing them do stuff, too, like, at the same time as you to kind of, like, push you? Oh, definitely, man. Um, I'm very fortunate to... To have been exposed to what I was exposed at such an early stage of my career. Yeah. You know, going to studios, uh, recording sessions, even if I wasn't playing and I'm just watching the way the business works, you know, like seeing how people kind of like do business and the approach to to the studio, seeing like some of like my drum heroes playing right in front of me. And yeah. and now they're like friends to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and so I'm very blessed and fortunate to have seen that because I think that definitely changed the perspective and and the drive mm-hmm. that 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 sparked something different like i didn't i felt like you know i felt like oh man like i'm literally getting like the exposure that or, or just kind of like the lessons of life that nobody else is really getting yeah yeah that's pretty fortunate like i think yeah. about that uh, that malcolm gladwell book outliers a lot when I think about you too, like that so many things like came together, like the 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 proximity between you and other musicians, and yeah. you 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 know working hard and putting yourself into good situations and just practicing and hitting the grindstone. And every time, like I think about the amount of, I mean, we definitely got our our uh, ten thousand hours in on drum sessions. Like oh, we've, we've we've and you're like one of the hardest working guys i know just like went into it and so it's no surprise like the amount of success you've had and just like your your pure you know talent is just you know skill plus time you know i think that you you definitely in in encapsulate and embody that oh thanks man that's encouraging of course dude of course (laughs) so let's get into it are there any new products right now that you're excited about lately in the drum space um i'm gonna be straight up with you Mm -hmm. uh I'm signed to a couple of different companies and and I'm just biased probably to those companies yeah. because I, I like them so much. But I'm super stoked uh, for for Gretsch. Gretsch Drums continues yeah. to like just for me be one of the leading companies in, in the drum community. You know, they've been around for such a long time. They have some of the greatest drum legends, you know, from our Blakey and, and all of them and they they currently have Vinny Kaliud on their roster, which he's like the goat of drums, mm. drummers. Um, but their USA Custom Series is not really new, but it's a series that's so like versatile and it's so high end that it can be used for any professional setting, for for anything you want, for sessions yeah. live, and the fact that you can make them custom, build them to how you want is amazing and. Right now, between you and I, I haven't shared this with anybody. I'm kind of building my own and looking into oh. into getting one soon. Hey, hey what yeah. uh, what uh, what wood are you going with? I mean, I always go with the my personal favorite maple, maple. wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like my drum to be. It's a sound. Yeah, yeah a little uh, a bit thicker, like mm-hmm. maybe like a ten ply and stuff. Like you know, I know it's um, I guess it's different for everyone, but I just like my my drums to have such a tone and warmth to it when yeah. I play them. Yeah. 
you know, and so, so I mean, the the Gretsch USA customs are just definitely a one up there for me. You know, I feel like yeah. the drums. There's not really too many items that come out. The, mm-hmm. the thing, yeah. One of the things that really changes are the colors or the wraps or maybe certain hardware fixes, but mm-hmm. but overall they're kind of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that I mean, you brought up a good point about uh, brands and and bias. Probably like you, you've. Uh, I think a lot of people would be interested in how to approach like talking to brands and stuff. And you've gotten a lot of partnerships with a lot of different companies. Uh, and bias is okay. Like we, <laughs> the reason that we like go to these companies and and get deals with these companies is because this is stuff we were using before. Even before, yeah, exactly. And this is stuff we love and yeah. is really good. So that's an easy partnership. And you do that pretty well with you know a lot of different brands. So uh, talk a little bit about some of the other brands that maybe either you're you know with or not that. Uh, you think are making waves right now in the industry or that are putting out some, some good stuff. I mean, Gretsch drums. Yeah. Always for sure. For hands sure. down. Shout out to Andrew Shreves. This is my rep. Love that dude. My buddy. Then also, um, um, Peisty symbols, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I signed with them. I believe, uh, the, uh, the ending of 2018 or beginning of 2019. I can't remember, but, um, Dude, my buddy Sean was playing at the Baked Potato. Um, I had lent, I had lent him one of my snares, and I went to go check him out that evening. Yeah. And while he was playing, I was like, "What is happening right now with my ears? Like, yeah, these cymbals are just so crisp. They just blend so well." Mm-hmm. I, I approached him and I was like, "Man, what cymbals are you playing?" He's like, "Yo, these Master Series by Pisces." I was like, "Like, I'm convinced." It was like yeah. love at first sight. Oh man, you love know? at first sound, dude. At first sound. There you go. <laughs> love, love at first, first sound. sound. That should have been the podcast it's gear yeah. for you. What am I thinking? <laughs> love at first sound. And Get so out of here. From that very moment, whatever I was playing, I was like, I'm done. I need spicy yeah. symbols. Uh-huh. So you know, he introduced me to the reps and stuff. Um, but they're constantly like doing things that are changing for me. The game of symbols, you know. Yeah. They just released these like 15 inch uh, modern essentials. That's what they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, Hi hats, you know. And um, man, they're woo. Yeah. Yes, bro. That's all oh, I gotta man. say. Man. Okay. So I'm okay, excited for just this. just the, the the collabs and the innovation that they're doing in the with symbols and their sounds and their Swiss symbols. So. They're awesome. Oh, so they're, you know. Yeah. Man, you, maybe you can keep time with a Swiss symbol. <laughs> <laughs> that Swiss cheese symbol. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then um, Gibraltar Hardware is also another company mm-hmm. that continues to just just blow my mind, you know. It's a killer, Brent, yeah. Brent Barnett out there in Gibraltar. He has this this series called uh, uh, Brent Hangs or Hanging with Brent, something like that, and where he kind of explains what you're capable of doing with your hardware. Yeah. And every time I watch one of those videos or I'm seeing what's coming up next, it's like, I feel like they just, they just like know, they yeah. know me, you know, cause they have something for everything and they're constantly like developing and, and staying relevant to what's happening in our times. You know, a yeah. lot of the hardware for like, you know, from like keyboard stands to, you know, laptop stands to just the easiest way to remove the lugs from your, from your drums and stuff. They have something for everything. That's yeah. that's pretty important, you know, Very. to to be thinking practically, you know. I think Definitely. companies who do that, who like take input from their their artists like you, that's really important mm-hmm. because they can say, "Oh, 
you know, this took me like on average, you know, three or four more minutes to set up than I normally would have. And that's like three or four minutes I could have been, you know, getting ready, you know, or or just like not having to be messing around with hardware. Yeah. You know, like that's that's pretty cool. Um, so I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, IEM. So in-ear monitors for the layman. There's a decent amount right now, like mid-high quality IEMs, like the the Weston, the Audio-Technica, the Sure ones mm-hmm. that you can get that are not custom molded, that are right. just generic. Yeah, and they're pretty pretty cheap. And there's not a ton of like flashy things like drivers and stuff, but they'll get you pretty good. Yeah. Like whereas you know, even like 15 years ago options weren't you were you were on wedges you know uh, <laughs> like the, you weren't dealing with it you didn't have to worry about on, it on wedges going deaf yeah exactly yeah uh but now i think there's like in the last maybe even 10 years there's been some really great companies doing some good stuff i know you use do you use uh jh yeah yeah jh yeah. um what what do you think about like the the ones that you have, you've heard a lot of different ones too. I've used and heard a couple too that are, are really, really exciting. Like some that I feel like I could mix on, yeah. you know, like actually legitimately mix on, nice. uh, which is is pretty cool. Uh, what do you think about the the stuff that they're doing over there? I mean, nowadays there's just so many options, you know. Yeah. I think it comes down really to the consumer, what works for them because everybody's ears are different. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody like hears things differently and and stuff. But for a long time, I played the Shure's two fifteen. I believe those are the ones. Yeah, yeah. for a very long time because I wasn't able to afford like molded. Yeah, you know, high pro level uh, in ears and and man, I tell you what, those in ears got me through so much, bro. Yeah, you know, and and um and they were great. I have no complaints. Yeah. You know, the sound was cool. The fit was cool in my ears. Um, I haven't really tried anything. Outside of that, because after that, I realized after going through like two pairs of mm-hmm. the exact same ones, I was like, okay, I need to invest in something better. Yeah. And when I was shopping around, just kind of seeing, okay, what can I get? You know, I was looking at West Tone, mm-hmm. you know, but um, the problem was that nobody was really local, you know, yeah, so yeah. I would just kind of read reviews or like whatever uh, uh, research I could find online. Um, and they were cool. And you know, certain musicians were using them, so I figured, okay, they might be good. But I, I never really gravitated towards them. And then um, then there was UE and JH Audio. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and the story is that, like, UE comes from JH. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know if this is going to make the podcast or not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, we're, uh, we're, we're, you know, <laughs> we're making people upset. We're dropping but, bombs out here. But this, this is this is a story, man, that yeah, uh, Jerry Harvey, the, yeah. the creator of JH, you know, he had invented, like, the whole in-ear system. Mm-hmm. And I think it was for rock bands like Van Halen and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so when he invented the company, everything's cool. I guess, you know, if something went wrong in his marriage, you know, he divorced from his wife. And then his, his wife went and started UE. Oh, dude, I didn't know that. Yeah. No way. Yeah, so uh, then... Did UE get bought out? I thought I think they, they have got a parent by Logitech company. or something like that. Yeah, we'll, really we'll fact check up. it. We'll fact yeah. check it. And we so, won't fact check it. I'm not going <laughs> to go through that work. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to say things and pretend they're fact. That's, that's what we do here. <laughs> and so, yeah, so um, so then she went on and kind of started a competitive company against, you know, yeah. the, the creator, the inventor. So... 
I guess they're both great qualities, but I'd rather go with the man himself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so when I discovered, I was like, that's it. It's a wrap. That means it's a he, wrap. That means he, he knows something that she doesn't. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, he's the founder. He started it. Exactly. Started and then, it. you know, I tested them. They're located in Burbank, California. Yeah. You know, they have an office there. And, and I just fell in love with the JS 16s But I think you make you make the best out of what you have. You know? Yeah. Anything's better than, than wedges. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or headphones. I remember when <laughs> I first started like like having to bring headphones to, to gigs and there was like a <laughs> bad like hear back or whatever that right. you're just like running. And every time you would like bop your head, your it headphones fall, fall straight I, off. I, I oh, can't man. do overheads like at it's, all. Nah. I like I feel like is like I could still hear like the, the bleed of the outside yeah. world in my ears. And I just can't. Nah, nah. You know? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Man. It's so difficult. All right. Well, this brings us to our first segment, Happy New Gear. So basically, this segment is you're going to give me the best drum kit and cymbals at three different price points. Uh, our first one is the Weekend Warrior at $1,000. Our second one is the Part-Time Enthusiast at $2,500. And our third one is the Full-Time Pro at $5,000. You don't have to worry about, like, cases or anything. Oh, okay. Just the drums. I mean, I do worry about cases. I know. Yeah, we <laughs> all worry about We'll get into cases. We'll get... Trust me. We'll all get right. into cases. Right uh, now. The Weekend got, Warrior. Yeah, Weekend Warrior. Oh, $1,000. I haven't purchased drums in so many years at regular yeah. pricing. So, <laughs> so I, but, 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 with that said, I, I yeah. kind of have an idea, I guess, of... Of what they go for now. Yeah. Um, all right. A weekend warrior. You know, and with gear is interesting, especially like music, because, and you know this, I learned this from you. Mm-hmm. You're also able to find great deals used. Oh, yeah. You can go crazy. You know, like you don't have day. to buy like a brand new kit from mm-hmm. like Sweetwater, or GC, or Sam, or whatever. For sure. Yeah. You know, so, well, you can do that like this. This is just, this is the price point for yeah. you. So if you were to go out right now and go on whatever Craigslist, though, I would say, like, be mindful that most people like even when I was in New York one time and I was on Craigslist trying to trying to get like a mic pre uh, from a guy. And oh, boy, I think L.A. is very unique in that it has like the best Craigslist in the world, I think. Yeah. There are so many people selling so many different things in like such a small area yeah. that it's a lot easier to get. And then, you know, people are a lot more flexible too because they're like, I'm I'm taking this and I'm transitioning this money into the yeah. next thing, you know? Everyone sense. feels the same way in, in, yeah. on Craigslist in LA. So, you know, it might not be as easy. I, th- I think maybe give it a little wiggle room. Pretend right. pretend it's Craigslist in Wisconsin. Oh, gosh. And, uh yeah. Good we'll, luck. We'll try and go. <laughs> Good luck. Good right, luck. Right. You got this. No, no, no. You got this. All right. For for a thousand bucks, the weekend warrior is gonna get you through these club gigs and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a question. Does this it, it can be a cocktail kit? I don't care. No, but I'm saying a thousand dollars, hardware, symbols, everything. Hey, yeah. So so symbols, yeah. Pretend that they like got Found hardware like so they already have symbols. They already have <laughs> hardware. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, those are anointed ones. Then. Yeah, those. <laughs> they got the spirit, right? Yeah. All right, so they already have all that. They just need shells. Yeah, say say shells and also like heads and stuff. Like, okay, pr- cool. pretend it's like a kit that they had just like got. You know. Okay, so I feel for the weekend warrior, I would go with a Catalina maple. Okay. You know, um, Gretsch, the Catalina Gretsch, Maple, yeah. yes. Um, you can get those 
You can find some for about like, you know, seven, eight hundred bucks. Did you have one of those like 10, 11 years ago? Some no, no, man. That's uh, I'm gonna bump up to, bump, get up to, to the, the twenty five hundred with yeah. what I have. Okay. <laughs> right, you know, right. um so I do the Gretsch Catalina Maple. Yeah. I'd probably get it. Man, what usually black is, is easy, but I'd probably yeah. get like a like a cherry red or something. Ooh. Maybe add some sparkles so to uh, just, some sparkles. just to be a little yeah. Little, little extra. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, no, you're flexing. You're flexing. You're saying, yeah. listen, yo, hire me. Yeah, definitely. And then um on on that on that bass drum, I, I would put an E mat too. Okay. You know, uh, Evans E mat two on it, which goes for about 35, 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And then top heads, and I'll I'll and you can get one with three toms. Okay. Yeah. You get a 10 inch, 12 inch, and a 14 inch. That's a nice little fusion kit. Mm-hmm. So on the 10 inch, I'll put an Evans EC2, EC2 coated. Yes. Yeah, which the is my coated. favorite. Man, those um, heads sound so good. So good. We did so many records with that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, I'll get a, a 12 inch EC2 coated on the top as well. And then for the floor time, a 14 inch EC2 coated by yeah. Evans. And then for my bottom head, my resonant heads. So what am I there? Those are about, I want to say, 12, 15. Uh, yeah, 12, 15, and like 16 bucks mm-hmm. each. So I don't know. I guess you can keep the you can you can add it all up. Yeah. And then for the bottom heads, I'll do um Evans G ones. Resonant okay. heads. Clear. Yeah, the clearest one. Yeah. Clear yeah, G ones. Yeah. You know, all around. Same kind of same pricing point. Okay. And for the snare, I usually like to have two snares. Yeah. But let's just you get say we'll one, have snare, one snare. That's snare. It. Okay. okay. Weekend Warriors right, making the, it work. Weekend the weekend warriors usually get a lot of the bashing. Yeah. So I would put an Evans um, heavyweight snare uh, head. Okay. Yeah. It. Yeah. Those snares are gonna are, are good for war. Like <laughs> good you can, for war. You can just bash the heck out Oof. of them, and they'll just last. Yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing. And those go for like about twenty bucks as well. Yeah. You know. So that that's. I think that's a little bit under a thousand. That's pretty good. Yeah. You you're barely at that. Yeah. Uh. So part time enthusiast twenty five hundred. Now this is the person who like knows now that they want to do this like this is the thing and they want to start investing towards something that maybe they can start upgrading individual pieces in the future but they right. want a good solid kit that they can take on the road and live in the studio oh sweet easy easy the gretsch renown kit renown that's, that's the one that's my favorite yeah. kit yeah i've used that in the studio with you mm-hmm. i've used it on the road when i'm when i'm on tour and i just use it to practice yeah you know like it's just an overall amazing kit so for twenty five hundred bucks, I would get a Gretsch Renown twenty two yeah. inch kick. I would get a ten inch uh, tom, a twelve inch tom, fourteen inch uh, floor tom, and a sixteen inch floor tom. Oh, yeah! Now you're starting like, to be that's thunder. A, that's yeah. about like eighteen uh-huh. to nineteen hundred bucks right there. Yeah, you know, eighteen nineteen hundred bucks yeah. just on the shelves. Yeah, right. And then you got to get heads, get heads for all of them. Yeah, you know, and it's the same. Well, for for this one, I would probably switch it up. I would do okay. the Evans EC2 clear. Okay. Yeah. Just because I feel like the clear one is a little bit more of like a punchy pop sound. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and this is a kit that a you're probably going to try to want to make more money out of. Yeah. And so yeah. you want to do that. You know, you could do it with the coated ones too, but I feel like those have a specific sound. Yeah. You yeah, know, for sure. But the clears are definitely going to get to do it. And, and again, each head is, well, it depends on the size Drums is such a weird instrument, man. Like, yeah. Like, for example, like a 10-inch um, uh, tom head goes for like 
11 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. Then 12 inch goes to like 13, a 14 goes to 16, and then like a 16 goes to like 18, 20 bucks by size. They charge you by size, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then a 22 inch um, a bass drum head goes, and again, the E Mat 2. You can't go wrong mm-hmm. with the Evans E Mat 2. It's just, oh man. Yeah. I want to play drums now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, this is the point in the podcast where we break and make some music. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, we'll be back. All right, now we're back. That was fun. Oh, I'm so tired of playing drums. Oh, my gosh. Wow, yeah, my arms. All right. We didn't really play. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. All right, now we're at the full-time pro. This is the person who is spending all of their money in it because they've made a decent amount from it now, and they know 100% this is what they want to do. So... Uh, to get the best range at a really high end five thousand, what what are you what are you looking at? You're looking at the Gretsch USA Custom, the USA Custom, which is what you're looking at. That's right what now. I'm looking at right yeah. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's about time. It's about time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm content with the Renown, yeah. bro. That Renown kicks butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but I, you know, I kind of just want one in my library of drums. Yeah, it's good to have. Yeah. Are you going to keep that one at uh, at the studio and then tour with the Renown? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's the move. That that one's going to give me amazing tones for Oof. a studio. Yeah. You know? And and so this one would be a 22-inch cake. And these go for about, I guess it depends on what you ask because you get to build these how you want. Yeah. In the sense, like, you know, the type of, like, hoops that you want on them, mm-hmm. the hardware on them. Like. What are you going to get? What, do you, what what's, what's your... What, your configuration for this? My configuration. Okay, I'm gonna get yeah. super detailed. Go for this, it. Bro. Go detailed. You know, the people want to know. People want to know. Yeah, let me pull it up because all right, I've had I've I've been giving it thought and uh, and I've thought about what I want. A Gretsch USA custom in detail would be the color that 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 I'm looking at is the satin azure blue. It's kind of like. A dark blue. It's kind. Of, it has like this like gradient where it's blue in the middle and then like black on the outside. Oh, I love yeah. those. Yeah, the fade. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know. And for the bass drum, I would do a twenty-two inch kick drum by eighteen. Mm-hmm. Right. And then for my first tom, it would be a ten-inch tom, which would be ten by eight. Yeah. It'll be a twelve-inch tom, twelve by ten. Then I'm gonna do a fourteen by fourteen floor tom. Um, I'm going to do a 16 by 16 floor tone. And here's the <sighs> kicker. I'm going to do an 18 no! inch floor tone. What? Yeah. Oh my God. You're a madman. Yeah. It's going to be this. a bomb. Oh my God. It's going to be like if I have two bass rooms. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do it an 18 by 18 floor tone to oh, just get yeah. really, really low. Oh. It's going to be Bro. nuts, man. I'm so excited. Yeah. You're going to have to get yeah. a good solid mic for that one. And then I'm going to get a matching snare, six and a half by 14 standard, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm going to have a second snare, and I'm going to get a, I'm gonna get an eight by 14 uh, mahogany snare called the Swamp Dog. Okay. You know, just because yeah. for a long time I played an eight by 14. It was uh, a Pearl, uh, the Vinnie Paul signature snare, and okay. I fell in love with that. It's like a Tom. Yeah. You know, but it's beautiful. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, and then I'm just going to hook that bad boy up. I mean, just the kit itself goes about 35. Oh, wow. Almost four, depending. But I'm sure with the extra attachments, I want to say maybe like four, 45, somewhere up there. And then the rest for whatever I need. Yeah. 
Dude, that's great, man. You killed it. Well, that was Happy New Gear. Man. Thanks Y'all for playing. Y'all want to donate for my kid. Yeah. You know? You know? <laughs> we'll have the PayPal in the, in in the, the, in the show notes. <laughs> All right. Well, this was great. Let's talk about your Daily Driver kit. We were talking a little bit about the Gretsch Renown kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you have it set up? Is, is it in the studio right now? How do you have it set up? And what do you take on shows? Yeah, it? I mean, currently it's on. It's at the studio. It's kind of like already locked in so that if I get any sessions or anybody needs me to do anything, then mm-hmm. I just go in and, and I'm ready to record. Yeah. You know, it's tuned to how I want it to sound. And I, I kind of don't really touch that one right now. Yeah. I just like it to stay there. And I ended up getting a second kit and I got a little little bebop kit, a little jazz kit. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that kit. Yeah, yeah. So I got a new one. Oh, yeah? I got a new, a little Gretsch Renown uh, bebop just- kit, 18 inch, 10 and 14, I'm 12 and 14. I'm telling you, the renowned kids, bro. That's great. Yeah, they, they made them for me. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah it's just my. They did. It's my identity now. As Honestly, a I feel like those. It's a very versatile sounding kit. Mm-hmm. Like we use that from everything, from yeah. pop to country to rock. To rock to yeah, definitely. Yeah, commercial stuff. Like it, it was. It was great. You know, yeah, I, so, I still. Yeah, I'm still surprised that that kit sounded as great as it did. You know, yeah, like. Dude. I mean, part of that was the heads and stuff, but it wasn't as bright as like some of the like DW very like overly yeah. pop kind of sounding yeah. kits. But like it was, it literally anything we put through it. It's definitely got a vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also the engineer was incredible. You know, he knew exactly <laughs> what what to mic, how to mic. Oh yeah, I've heard everything. That. Yeah, yeah, he's a man. <laughs> um, yeah, you, so so usually for like weekends now, I take that small kit. Because mm-hmm. I figured if you put a mic into it, I've tuned my my little kit to for it to be like Higher. punchy and, yeah. and boomy. So mm-hmm. you, once you're mic, you can't really make, tell the difference. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. That's awesome. That's my weekend warrior right now. So and it's easier to carry. Let's talk a little bit about uh, bags and accessories. What do you transport your drums to gigs with? Do you have a certain brand of bags and cases that you trust like flight cases and even just like local like soft cases and stuff do you have a certain brand that you use a lot and and why do you use them so when traveling it's rare for me to take my drums Mm -hmm. you know because it's all backline backline pretty much always yeah but when i'm in town i use this company called beto bags and um they're not really in the market like they're not in stores or anything like that but they've been around for years Mm-hmm. years like i mean a, a lot a lot of people have used them and the only reason i discovered these bags was because a buddy of mine who plays had some and i and i love the casing yeah. you know it, it's a soft case but it's sturdy mm-hmm. you know yeah. and so and i had tried different types of like drum bags like um like the aquarian the road runners and and all these yeah, things no, i don't no. know if i should be naming and yeah, you know, I'm not trying to speak <laughs> Listen, wrong. We're really putting well. people on blast here, <laughs> but we're about to. <laughs> the one thing I hated is that like these would just become deformed so quickly. They had no like mm. they weren't sturdy enough or yeah, had stability. Hefts, yeah, and so it was like, man, it was just such a bummer. And so when I found these bags, they were nowhere to be found in stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I literally went online and I emailed the I guess the company directly, but who I was emailing was the owner. Yeah. And I kind of was just explaining my situation, what I was doing, and who I was working with. And he was kind enough to just send me some bags, and and we just kind of started developing a a friendship. And mm-hmm. and ever since then, I've been using Beto bags. Nice. Yeah, I use that to just for everything, for my drums, for my hardware. 
Oh, so do you use one of their uh, stick bags too? For yeah, sticks, sticks. Okay, everything. You yeah. know. Um. Also, I use Groove Gear bags. Oh, the uh, what's that? The quiver. The quiver. The, the quiver yeah. tour bag, right? Yeah. So now I use that one. But yeah. Before you just had. I, I had, remember that one because you would just put it on the. Like, yeah. Hang yeah. It on. Yeah. Yeah. And, but. Yeah, the quiver the quiver looks nice. That's uh it that has like room for your IEMs and man, it's awesome. Yeah. It has room for my laptop. My Oh, really? You can fit your laptop in that. Wait, which one are you talking? Let me see. The the quiver is the one that's definitely it's like for sure a stick bag. Okay, so there's another one. I might be mistaking the name. Okay, so, so this is they the, have one that's thinner now. Though. Yeah, it's so like this is the, the quiver like drumstick backpack. Okay, that's the backpack instead of they yeah. have one that's just the bag. Yeah, so like I not, use the backpack. Should use the backpack. Clarify okay, that. Okay, no, that's good. And this one fits your laptop. It fits your sticks. It fits your oh, in ears. Yeah, it's amazing, bro. Yeah, and so I kind of switched over from just for drumstick bags to yeah. this one because Groovy doesn't really have um, drum cases until now. They just oh they have them now. They just created some, you know, and um, that's awesome. And they look awesome. Yeah, that's great. I haven't yeah. really checked them out yet because of everything that's happening. Yeah, I can't really go and see what's going on. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, those are the two companies. You know, Groove Gear makes amazing backpacks for travel. Yeah, I, you have. I mean, you have your uh, your what is that? The club bag. Yeah. Uh, yes, the I, club bag. I, I could have swore you had the stadium. I do, but that one's you for just, traveling. Just, this guy, you have literally their entire line of backpacks. I mean, yo, man, Jay, you know, the Jay is the owner of Googie, and he's yeah. awesome, man, and he's taking care of me well, and and I just love the dude. Actually, yeah. my side note, my my creative company has printed some of their t-shirts. No way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we've worked together as well. That's great, dude. So, I love that. You can say they could be a... Client, they're a client. Yeah, they're, they're a client near you're an artist. So it's just like, yeah. yeah. So it works out. But yeah, dude, Groove Gear has amazing backpacks. For, yeah, for travel, for daily uses, you know. And then, but for drum cases, I would go with Beto bags. Beto, you just yeah, yeah. can't find them in stores, which is something I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of creates like an exclusivity. Yeah, that's right. And oh, I love this? it. You don't know about this. Oh, you don't know about this. <laughs> Check this out. Let me sell you on that's this great. real quick. <laughs> Did you uh did you see the one that Groove just released the the new bag? What's that called? So they have a new bag that's made from like uh like vegan leather. It's the decade oh, bag. Oh, the decade bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks cool. I actually saw that one at NAMM. I have a yeah, yeah, yeah. NAMM um I guess it was this year before mm-hmm. everything happened with COVID. Yeah. They he had a he had one that was there, and it's awesome, dude. It looks great. I mean, it, it's basically, it's the club bag, but it's got, like, what, rose gold fixtures and yeah. the vegan leather. It's more, it's more like, those. just like a gold, not really rose Is gold. Is it not rose gold? It looks like it for some reason yeah. on the, on the but, site when I see it, but I've never seen it in person. It's sick, dude. It does look good. I also have the yeah. club bag. That's one of the, you and I are pretty similar in that we, like, love our accessories. Yeah, you know, I like love All them. the bags, all the hats. You know all the shoes. <laughs> that's that's it. And and I yeah I agree. Like I think one of um you know we have a couple bags that we're going to do a review on for the website later on. And I definitely want to check out that decade one and see if I can give it a review. Yeah, that'd uh, be sick. Yeah, it uh, it looks it looks pretty good. Like after you, I think 
a lot of it's like actual road use. You have a lot of good experience like doing road use on gear, you know? Yeah. Because you've like actually put it through paces and stuff, which I, I feel like it's, you know, a lot of times you like will read a review on a blog or something like that. Or you see something on YouTube and I'm like, oh, that looks mint. They didn't do anything. <laughs> like that. that looks like I just got out of the bag. How are they reviewing? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But so yeah, funny. You, you, you put it through the put it through its paces man well i guess that's a good transition to our next segment what's in the bag oh uh, what's in the yeah, bag what's in the bag so basically the the thought behind this is you have to work out of a backpack for the next year what are the top five things you put in that backpack and why do you choose them well, in this case, I'm going to take my stadium bag. You can take probably the stadium bag. The most. Yeah. That doesn't count. That's just oh, for, yeah. for us to know. Right. That's because that's the actual bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, what would I take? How many items can I, can I have in this bag? Five. Five items. But everything small stuff, like hard drives, you know, cables, that stuff's all in there. Okay. You know, so you don't have to worry about that. It's just like the, the five major things you can't live without in that bag. Okay. One that's for sure that I feel like every drummer is constantly like trying to find and struggling with is maybe it's already in there, but a drum key. Drum key, yeah, have to sure. have a drum key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that takes minimal space, but yeah, just gotta well, put do it. Do you out have there. a specific one? Do you have a specific? Uh... I just use a generic Evans drum head, uh, a yeah, drum yeah. key. I mean, yeah, the torque. Yeah, I one, know the torque. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like the torque because it kind of helps cool. you with tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so start I'll to take, feel it. Yeah, yeah. I take that one. Um, does that count as one? Because I can fit that in my pocket. That's that's kind of an accessory. I don't know if that's okay. that's kind of like the small stuff, like the you know. Well, I'll take two bricks of Promark Five A sticks. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Just gotta make gotcha. sure I don't run out of sticks. Yeah. I'll definitely take my laptop. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you you know UMD and stuff too, and you run like I run show. tracks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So then. Yeah, that's that's um, pretty important to have. So then I'm gonna carry an interface. Mm-hmm. I think I mean I always forget the name of this one. It's it's the Motu um, Ultralight. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the Ultralight. Yeah, because you know of the outs that it has. What else would I bring? What else do I really need? It's just crazy because drummers, what they really need, they can't fit anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you need a truck or something. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I have my oh, laptop. Yeah. I have my in ears. Oh, in ears, that works. That's, yeah, that's number four. Let's in-ears. do that. Number four. Um, I have my charger in that one. Uh, what else? I have. So I do in ears, laptop, four bricks of sticks because you can't have enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm, probably, I'm sure it's gonna take up a lot of space. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the Motu Ultralight interface, and and I'll take bring a Gatorade. And a Gatorade, yeah. Yeah, Yo. I need them electrolytes. That's great, man. Uh, well, that's what's in the bag. Thank you for playing that one. That one was very, very good. You know, you, you put in <laughs> two bricks of sticks and said nothing about brushes. So man, ain't nobody playing <laughs> ain't nobody brushes playing on these brushes. pop gigs? Ain't nobody playing rods. No, oh, man. <laughs> man, I probably should just in case. Yeah, you mallets, know. yeah. You get the, it's the time you don't bring it that... Yeah, like, that hey, they that they that they need use yeah. of it. Hey, that. we we backlined a, a a massive ten foot tom. Can you get your mallets <laughs> out? <sighs> Anybody got tape? <laughs> <laughs> and you just uh, toilet paper roll and just start wrapping the drumstick. Just... <laughs> good as good as any mallet. <laughs> as good as 
<laughs> oh my gosh, dude, you kill me, man. <laughs> well, dude, let's uh let's talk about your production company a little bit. Uh, you do so many things in your production company from. Uh, music production to recording, uh, video, photography, uh, t-shirt and merch development, which we talked a little bit about on the groove section. Um, how important is gear to you in all these things when you're you're going through and doing all these processes and and creating all of these different types of, of content? And what type of gear is like the most exciting to you when new stuff comes out? So just a little bit about my company. It's definitely a modern day creative company and where we offer different services for the development of either a business or an artist, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we're able to provide, you know, production services like music, um, videos, photography, all that. We have a team that, that is able, capable of doing that. And then we also have a design, a design uh, side of it where mm-hmm. we help develop logos and help people with like website designs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then we also have the... Um, the printing side of it, which is the bread and butter of the company. Yeah. You know, that's really what keeps the company moving forward. And it's like screen printing, you know, heat pressing, embroidery, mm-hmm. and any type of garment that we can print on, we'll do. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, and so the gear that, that excites me most uh, for that are the um, automatic screen print machines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to share a little bit about one of the projects that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, we just did... I think about last year, we did merch for this this guitarist, you know, and his and his um his design was a full color design. It it, it seemed impossible, yeah, to make right. And so so we kind of we we figured it out for him, and we took it to an automatic screen print machine that a buddy of mine has at a shop, just so we can get the production out quicker than than mm-hmm. doing it manually. And uh, bro, it was amazing. Yeah, because all we had to do was set the shirts, set the machine to the setting, and it just did it by itself. It was yeah. awesome, bro. Man. So automatic screen print machines get me excited because I think of time. Yeah, you know, and if I could push out more product in less in time, less time, that that's means it. more money. That's ROI. Man. You know what I'm saying? Turn on investment. Yeah. Man. So, so that for sure, that's definitely mm-hmm. a goal. Right yeah. now, we have a six color, um, six station. Uh, screen print machine and we do some damage with that too which is yeah. awesome yeah you guys you guys turn it out yeah and so mm-hmm. um so we're excited about that um i've been getting into heat pressing a lot yeah especially during this quarantine yeah um and it's it's been cool man i've been heat pressing all my t-shirts from my from my company yeah um i just finished a a pretty big order for these like hoodies for a client and we and we pressed all of them and they come out awesome, bro. Yeah. You know, and some people are afraid of, of heat pressing because um they think it's gonna peel off or whatever, but it yeah, really yeah. doesn't. Like the vinyl really like sticks into the material. And I've probably washed my shirts like four or five times and it's good. Yeah. 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 So I, that that's super cool. I just we just got a, a heat press machine for hats. So I'm gonna start oh, pressing nice. hats like crazy. Yeah, you guys on your hats, are they embroidery? The Yeah. I get usually I get them embroidered, mm-hmm. but since I've been in this whole like heat pressing like journey right now, I, yeah. I got myself one and I wanna see what it looks like, how it feels and you know, just kind of exploring since there's really no music gigs during this time. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have a couple sessions here and there, but it's not mm-hmm. like it was. Yeah, it's it's definitely not. It's changed mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And the stuff you get, I mean, obviously is remote. 
a majority of the time. So, but that that is good. Like your you know your company has a full studio set up, and yeah. you're able to to take clients from from anywhere and be able to you know turn out a project pretty exactly. quickly and send it to them. Definitely. I mean, yeah. is it cool if I share kind of how we started? Go for it. I'd love to to have everyone hear about it. Yeah. I mean, I I, I just I'm just very proud of this story. You know. Yeah. Well, it's funny because everybody knows me as a drummer because that's yeah. kind of like, that is what I do. Yeah. That's well, that's like what yeah. I'm probably best at. That's what at. you're the, a master in. Yeah and, yeah. and that's what I've probably committed my life to yeah. the most. Like everything I've kind of done, you know, like for a little bit and then I, I, I kind of just leave it, mm-hmm. you know, leave it to the side or whatever. But drums has been the one thing that's like, oh man, every time it captivates me. Every time I wanted to give up because I felt like, oh man, there's no gigs or I'm struggling like it just kind of like comes in like saves my life. It's, yeah. it's interesting. But um, I remember in 2015 um, before I started like hitting the road and going on tour, mm-hmm. uh, I went to school for graphic design. I don't know if yeah. anybody knows that. And so, you know, and I went to school for it just simply because I was like, well, I should probably learn something else just in case. Yeah. yeah. You know, but graphic design is just as bad. I still got a freelance. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, but it was just a whole different like um, ability, you yeah. know, a whole different trait, and and um, I liked it, but not enough to to really be a graphic designer and mm-hmm. develop um, designs for people and stuff like that. Yeah. So then I learned enough. I mean, you have you've done yeah, logos yeah, and I stuff can do like it. That. Yeah. But I like kind of just running things a little bit more, like building things from the ground up. Yeah. And seeing them like become something out of nothing yeah it's more branding what you do yeah, and you know so, it's like more broadscape so branding. i learned enough you know enough to be able to brand like something of mine mm-hmm, yeah and so after the when i finished school and everything um I, hit, I i went on the road so i did nothing with it but i was constantly thinking like man like what can i do and this name illustrious minds was always in my mind i was like i should make it into a business yeah, You know, so in 2015, it, it became an official business. And I was already kind of freelancing here and there on some graphic design stuff. And I was like on a tour bus, you know, across America, just kind of like just thinking about, oh, shoot, like this is would be a cool idea. This mm-hmm. is awesome. I should probably try to incorporate this. As soon as I get back, I'm going to work on this. So then when I came back from tour, you know, I kind of just started building it. Yeah. This was ending uh, mid-2015. And it's taken me five years to be where it is now. And and I feel like every step of the way has been rewarding, you know, because I've learned a lot from like trial and error. There's certain things that I have like done that have um, worked and others that haven't. Cl- some clients have left very unhappy mm-hmm. and some very, ha- very excited, you know. Yeah. And so I, I've just kind of learned to kind of build from the ground up and just and just kind of commit and be faithful and loyal to to, I guess uh, this goal that I've set myself to and yeah and um and it's kind of paid off man I'm excited you know one of my first major clients in in printing shirts because my whole idea was like hey I'm traveling I'm meeting all kinds of people but while I'm traveling and meeting people I also want to offer something so that when I get back home I have some work too yeah and so I was constantly talking to you hey like I also have a, a screen printing shop like I can do merch for your band or whatever and um the I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but one of the the first I guess jobs that, that I think was cool was I did Liz, one of Lizzo's first tour merch. Really? Yeah. Before no she was yeah. super like Lizzo or whatever, you know, before she yeah. was who she is now. But 
Yeah, I did some, her like one of her first tour uh, merch, and I thought it was cool, yeah. man. You know, she was coming up. You know, I've also done uh, some tour merch for Jesse McCartney. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And stuff. I, I've, I've done some stuff, you know, for your sister's beauty con merch. Yeah, you yeah. You know, that I, I that think stuff was, sold yeah. out. And yeah, stuff. that stuff sold out pretty um, quick. And so, like, yeah, I, I felt like, hey, like, if I can offer these services while I'm on the road and try to merge both worlds, like, why not? Yeah. You know, why not? I have the resources. I have the machines. I have, you know, the, the people and team that can help me. Yeah. And so I kind of just started building it that way. You know, not so much me being the designer of the crew, but me being more so like the the spokesperson. Hey, mm-hmm. like, you know, let us let us do this for you. We can do this for you. We can build this for you. And, you know, and remember that Papusa place that we used to go to? Oh, yeah. Um, well, she's one of my clients. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. So I, I came in and. Shirts. <laughs> Did you do the menus too? I did the menus, bro. Dude, I, I was like, everything. this guy over here is doing like, you know, massive merch. And this pupusa shop that we go to every time after a session is so, <laughs> so good. And I like came in one time and Johnny was like, hey, do you see the menus? <laughs> like, what'd you do? <laughs> I was like, dude, this is, this is so impressive. Literally everywhere. And I feel like people don't think about the word synergy in relationship to like artistic endeavors yeah you know i think that's something that a lot of us can learn from you and take from you is like you know yes like you've been given a gift to do what you do really really well but that's not the only thing that you have to be like you don't have to just be like told that you're just this one thing and if you like see where like i think that it starts in a very root place of where your heart is is where you want to meet needs for what what people need and you kind of like take that and say what can i do how yeah. can i help like how can i serve and that's like a massive thing i feel like that's what makes it so impressive and everyone knows how genuine it is they can feel it you yeah. know so they're like yeah let's let's do it let's do this thing i think we all need to to learn a little bit about you know like artistic synergy like you yeah. definitely do it up there you know thank you man yeah. that means a lot so yeah, so it's, it's kind of how it's been. And so I've learned to kind of use the platform I have in music mm-hmm. to kind of like go back and forth with, with what I, I want, what I want to build. Because overall, I want Illustrious Minds to just be a service provider, not just for that area, but just even for music, you know? Yeah. You yeah. know, like how can we help you, you know, make your, your, your ideas into a reality, you know? Mm-hmm. How can we help you brand better? Like that's kind of what we're about. Mm-hmm. You know, like a complete package from the moment you walk into and in, in through our doors, you know, you come out like fully developed, you know. Yeah. You, you create, you know, we develop your brand, you know, we create merge and you're ready to hit the road. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's great. Like you're basically doing all of the the thing, the major things besides distribution, though, you know, in that space. And now with TuneCore and all that stuff, like yeah. it's it's a lot easier for people to be able to do on their own. So like. Being able to have a shop that will take care of literally anything an artist needs to do besides that is, that's pretty big, yeah. man. It's pretty massive. So, like, my, my next big goal is to be able to, like, partner with maybe management companies or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, with some of the upcoming artists. Like, hey, like, let us develop your merch, you know, for this tour, you know, at a good pricing or whatever. Or, you know, maybe, like, partner with them. Hey, we got a studio that you can use. You know, mm-hmm. we'll give you definitely a different rate just so that you can keep throwing Art is our way, you know? Yeah. That's kind of the goal, man. Yeah. Having a space, a creative space for 
and partnering with people and collabing with all kinds of people. Yeah, man. And I can still play drums on it because part of it is like, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. man, I play drums on all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a great goal, man. That's that's a great goal. Yeah. And like, I think a lot of us, you know, should look up to you in that because you, you can just you. go for it. Um, so this is um, for people who are trying to get into drums or want to even have like learn to maybe they're not fully 100% motivated they know they like certain things but they don't want to commit to anything unless they know 100% what they want to do do you have some advice for anyone who wants to get into drums or music or even just like develop more of like a hustler's mindset I feel like there's a weird stigma around like networking and stuff like that where what you show when you're around other people is just building relationships and actually genuinely loving people and trying to make the thing that you love to do and all of the things that you love to do and help serve other people in that way. Yeah. So like, do you have some kind of advice that you'd give to the person who's looking to get into music or looking to, you know, like get more of like a, a hustler's mindset? Yeah. What, what do you have for that? I, I would definitely start by saying, um, just kind of find an identity first. Mm-hmm. Kind of know who you are before you jump into any type of realm. Because um, if you're not secure or know who you are, I feel like the, all these means can influence you and turn you into somebody you're not. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know, because for a long time I struggled with that, you know, especially coming up in, in the music industry and being around so many great players. You feel like you need to be like certain people or mm-hmm. need, need to have what they have or you know, you kind of begin to live in the shadow of other people. Yeah. You know, because you feel like that's the only way you're going to, you know, have credibility or or be accepted, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I would just say, honestly, like, give it a real real thought. Like, know who you are. Know your limitations. Know, you know, how far you can, you're willing to go and And, and kind of just start diving into it and be yourself. You mm-hmm. know, so just be yourself. Like, obviously pay attention to your surroundings and, you know, how, how it all works. But I feel like you don't have to compromise who you are in order to be successful. And, yeah. and that's something that I've learned, you know. Um, I've never really had an agenda to use somebody or mm-hmm. or I, I I feel like my mindset has been like, yo, this is who I am and I want to work hard for, for what I have. Mm-hmm. So therefore, like, my agenda isn't to use people to, to get what I want, but it's just simply to serve them, learn from them. And and whatever I pick up from that, apply it to my person and and do it differently or do it better, whatever, whatever the case might be. Yeah. So I would just say that, man. I would honestly say like, hey, like, like don't have an agenda to make lots of money or or to be the best or mm-hmm. or to use people so that you could benefit from it. I would just say, man, love what you do, go after it wholeheartedly. And if you're still feeling this, like that, like after a couple of months or years, then you know it's serious. Yeah. You know. For a long time, like when I started playing drums, I didn't get a drum kit till like a year and a half in. Yeah, you know, I would on, I would practice on the on side on the side of my bed. Oh. I didn't even have that <laughs> pillows on the side of my bed. I put headphones and pretend like where every drum part was, and I would practice that way. Yeah. Air drumming, yeah, pillow drumming, whatever. And and like it just became serious to the point where like I was like, okay, I, maybe I should actually get a kit. Do it now. It would yeah. be a good investment. Mm-hmm. You know, because what happens is that people just tend to want to buy the best and they spend so much money and they get discouraged easily because maybe they're not sounding how they want to sound or mm-hmm. it's not as easy as what they thought. And all that money just goes to waste. And then they have to put it up on Craigslist and, yeah. and sell it. And 
I'll probably I'll come and pick it. it up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'll probably be the one taking it off your hands yeah. or whatever. You know, so I, that's what I would say, man. I would honestly say, like, I don't, I don't even think it's musical, but just kind of know who you are. Yeah. Before you jump into it, because if not, you can get lost in in just like the whirlwind of things, and and next thing you know, you're gonna just regret life or hate it or you know feel like you wasted your time or whatever. That's beautiful, dude. I love that. Oh, thanks. I love man. that. All right, well, let's get on to our last segment. <clears throat> well, it depends. So depends what? It, well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> so this is basically a lightning round. Uh, so you only have a couple seconds to answer oh, each man. question. Yeah, get ready, get ready. Yeah. Uh, so basically, as you and I both know, some gear is better for certain situations than others. I'm going to ask you five quick questions mm-hmm. uh, about the gear that you would pick in different situations. And in this case, it's going to be just genres. So both recording and live. Um, you don't have to justify it at all. You can just Dope. like do do the thing. Down. All right, here we go. Drum heads, pop. Oh, I'll, I'll do Evans EC2 clear heads. Cymbals, rock. I'll do the uh, Pisces uh, 2002 series. Kick for country. I would do a coat, no, yeah, a coated UV1 um, bass drum head. Uh, snare, pop punk. Pop punk snare. I'd probably get either a copper or a steel snare, six and a half by 14, just because I feel like pop punk has like that high end pitch yeah, every time. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, you know, and you can get it with that snare. Yeah. In your monitors, stadium tour. Uh, JH16s. Yeah. Yeah. Those hey. Are, those, are for, those are for tours and for home. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was well. It depends. Great job, dude! You killed that. Oh, that was thanks. really, really quick. Yeah, that took uh, that took Chris like five years to finish <laughs> the lightning round. <laughs> I feel, love but Chris, I feel like but... for cameras, you just have way more yeah. like options and like I, I heard the I've heard the podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, I feel like cameras. You like he was explaining how oh one is good for low lighting, the other one isn't. So yeah. it's like oh man, you tripping? Yeah, <laughs> so, you know drums like. You just got to yeah. tune them differently. Yeah. Hey, He's the same drum set. Do what you do. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Indeed. Well, Johnny, thanks so much again for talking with me. It's been a pleasure as always. You're one of the people I love most in the world. Oh, and I love I'm you, so buddy. glad that everyone's going to be able to get to like know you through this. It's just such an honor for me to have gotten to know you. And I'm, I'm glad people are going to be able to get a taste of, of who you are as a person and an incredible drummer and a uh, business owner thank so. you man likewise dude uh, so lastly where can people find you on the internet um well you can go to my website johnnyjfranco.com also my company website illustriousminds.com and on social media you know instagram at johnnyjfranco and at illustriousminds you know we would love to serve you any way we can and help you get to that next level whether it's musically or even just you know with your business and brand awesome well thanks again for coming on the show love you dude love you too dude Man, I love talking with Johnny. He is one of the best humans on the planet. I always feel so motivated and learn so much from him. And I hope you did too. Now, Johnny and I are massive gearheads because it helps enable us to do what we love. But the most important thing is to do the thing, regardless of the gear you have. So please, join me this week. Make the thing. We want to see it. We want to hear it. You can tell us all about what you're working on at our Instagram, gear for you Pod. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe. We would love to have you as part of our Gear For You community. And as always, we are Gear For You.